BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Have you ever had to decide to let go of a dream or some other good thing in your life? I have, and holy cow, it is hard. It is perhaps one of the hardest decisions or one of the more difficult decisions because so often it's like, it's not one of those unmet expectations or disappointments that's caused by external circumstances. It's not something that comes out of left field and knocks us down, but instead it's one that compels us to make an make a conscious decision to make a change. And so I want to tackle this because I know a lot of us have unmet expectations in our life that are leading us or prompting us to make a hard decision. Maybe you thought that you'd go to law school or you thought that this job that you took would be something you did for a long time or that this relationship would turn into a marriage, but you're finding that it's not actually quite the right fit for you or something about it isn't settling right for you and you're considering maybe making a change or letting it go or doing a different thing, but it feels like giving up or it feels like an impossible decision to make because technically on paper, the thing that you have is a good thing. Maybe it's a home, maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a career path, maybe it's something else. And the idea of letting it go simultaneously feels freeing and right, but also difficult and wrong. And it's hard to know, is it time to let go of a dream? You know, maybe you've been pursuing something for a long time and run into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And you're wrestling with the decision of like, is it giving up if I release it? Like if I let this go and maybe pivot or take a different path or try something new, 
is it giving up on this? And if it is, is that wrong? Am I a quitter? Like you might really be wrestling with a decision like that in your life. So if you are, we're going to tackle that in this episode. We're going to dig into the concepts that are in chapter two and chapter 11 of my new book, Embrace Your Almost. So primarily chapter two, which is called Letting Go of a Good Thing. But we're going to pull a little bit from chapter 11, which is called Prioritize Your Priorities. So if that sounds like something you need, buckle up and let's dig into this one. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so be honest with me, okay? Tell me if this sounds like you. You need to let go of something or you're feeling led to let go of something, but you continue to hold on, even if only by a string. You wait for the perfect plan to present itself before taking the leap. You want certainty that you're making the right decision and that everything will work out once you do finally let go. Maybe you're starting to sense that the new city you so looked forward to moving to isn't the right fit for you, or maybe the degree you spent years in school preparing for no longer feels like something you should continue. You know it may be time to try a new thing, but you keep pushing forward on the same path because you feel guilty for giving up on a dream. I get it. It's hard to let go of something, especially something that seems good. You don't want to give up on the thing that you've invested your time, your heart, your blood, your sweat, your tears into, and letting go would feel like it was all for nothing, wouldn't it? Even if it hasn't lived up to your hopes or isn't healthy for you to continue doing or pursuing, releasing it can feel like quitting. It can feel like you almost made it, but didn't quite. Big decisions like this can be so, so hard. And even if it is the right decision, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And I think sometimes we assume that if it doesn't feel easy, if there's not ease in the decision, then it must not be the right one. And I'm I'm finding though that like true lasting success actually begins not with what we do or pursue, but with with, with letting go of what isn't right for you, even when it's hard, because that creates space for the things that are right for you to grow. I often have to ask myself, what do I want to grow and what can I let go? And I'm going to repeat that because I think that's a really helpful, helpful and healthy question to ask yourself. What can I let go and what do I want to grow? Or you can reverse it and say, what do I want to grow? And therefore, what do I need to let go? Because if you think about it, like my husband and I got into gardening um, a couple years ago, and I share about that a little bit more in the book, but it's interesting because when you read the instructions on how to plant certain plants, whether that's cucumber seeds or sunflower seeds or something else, they give you instructions on like how to space things out. And you don't want your cucumber seeds to be, you know, so close to each other and you want them to have at least six inches apart or whatever. There's all these different parameters, which means there's only so much room in a garden box. We use big garden boxes for fruit to grow. If you overcrowd it, that fruit's going to, that fruit and those, those plants are going to choke each other out and they're not going to be able to grow. Right. So like kind of using that as a visual, visual coming back to your own life. And if you think of your life as a garden to tend, which we talked about in the last episode. So if you've not listened to the first episode in this series, be sure to do that or last week, or it was the one before this, if you're listening later. Um, 
But we talked about the importance of understanding that life is more like a garden to tend than a game to win. And a lot of times we try to cram in all the things and do it all and hustle and hurry up because we're treating our life like a game to win. We're treating the next milestone in life as like a checkpoint or like, you know, winning a game in the, in the series or something. And in reality, it's like life is more like a garden to tend. And these different important areas of our life, whether that's relationships or career or health or these other things are like like plants that you almost need to tend to and give space to. And sometimes when your garden box starts getting too overcrowded because you've said yes to all the things or because it's there's an area that or there's something, maybe a certain type of plant or a certain commitment that's taking up so much space, even if it's like kind of toxic to the other plants, maybe let's let's come up with an example here so I can <laughs> draw the connection between the metaphor. So maybe let's say it's a career. Maybe you took a job a couple years ago thinking like, this is the dream job. This is the dream come true. This is what I've always wanted to do. Flash forward a few years, you've since had a kid and you are working 60 plus hours a week. You're completely burned out. And as much as you like the type of work you're doing, the way you're doing it and this and the requirements of you are just like burning you out entirely. You have hardly any time for your family. It no longer feels like the right fit for your life, or at least for this season of your life. And you're feeling like, maybe I need to let this go because it's starting to like take over my garden, right? It's like, it's affecting my health. It's it's taking away from my relationships, my time with my kid. It's like really overbearing. And it's to this point where it's no longer healthy. So even though in essence, it's a good thing, it's taking over the garden And if you want to grow your health or you want to grow your relationship with your new child or you want to grow in your marriage or something, but you don't even have the capacity to because this one plant is like taking over everything, it may be time to cut back that plant or maybe remove it altogether and start with something new. Maybe you want to grow a more sustainable career. Maybe you want to grow in that industry, but not in this way. Well, that means you have to remove what you're currently doing to plant something new right? And that's such a hard thing because it's, especially when it's like, but this is technically working. I think what we have to ask is like, but can it continue working? Is this sustainable? Does it work? Right? Or maybe the thing is a relationship. Maybe you want to grow in a godly marriage and that's like your dream for your life. That's what you really care about. And you want to, or you want to raise a family with two parents who have like-minded values. And as much as you love the companionship of your current partner and as much as you get along and you have a blast and he makes you, you know, gives you butterflies and all the things, maybe you're not quite aligned in your values or you feel like you're just so, there's no common ground on some of those core areas that are really important to you. And it's kind of driven a wedge and you just haven't been able to find a way to resolve that. That may be something that's taking up so much mental real estate and honestly kind of breaking your heart even without a breakup because it just feels like there's this canyon between you. And in many ways, that's like a plant that overgrows and takes over the garden too, because that's going to start touching every other area of your life. And if you want to grow a relationship with somebody who's like-minded and has those values and has a family, and you can't do it with the current relationship, it's going to require that you uproot and remove that plant from your garden so you can plant a new one and so that God can do a new thing. So these are just different examples. But my point is, I think you know, it's really easy to assume that the the decision that comes with ease is the right decision. And if it's not easy, it must be wrong. But the reality is sometimes it's the hardest, most painful, most difficult decision that's the right decision. I remember when we, I wrote about this a lot more in the book in chapter 11, but I remember when we sold our home, which I thought was going to be our forever home, it kind of felt like, or when I closed my business, like these are different stories I talk about, like letting go of a dream. Um, it was hard because especially like, for example, with our home, I remember just feeling 
like I was giving up on a vision I had for our life or that we had for our life. We had bought this home. We were going to fix it up. We were going to paint it white. We were going to put a beautiful front porch on it, remodel the kitchen, update the roof, put in black windows. Like it was going to be the most beautiful Pinterest house. It sat on three acres. Like it was, had so much potential. And the reality though is like the HGTV shows that we see and then like doing home renovations in real life are very different experiences. And I think we can glamorize what that is. And as much as it's fun and some people are cut out for it, it's also a ton of work and it's overwhelming. And then we had a three acre property that wasn't, it wasn't like pasture land that you don't always like you maintain pasture land, but you don't have to like maintain planting beds and stuff. Our land, we didn't really think this through when we bought it, but it was more like a park, if that makes sense. There were like planting beds everywhere with all these plants we didn't know how to maintain and they grew overgrow. And there were just, it was so stressful just to maintain that property and try to figure out how to keep the grass green and one thing after the other. And on top of like construction projects and some renovations we were starting. And so it the point being the home became such a stressor in our life. Plus it was an older home. So on top of all of that, there were all of these repairs and renovations and things we had to do. Which at first we thought we thought was no big deal, but then when we walked through some hard things and we started to focus more on our health and we were trying to, you know, prioritize that and minimize stress, we just realized like, man, this house is becoming such a burden. Like it is taking over our life. Like we can hardly travel because if we do, then you know, we've got to stop this project or that project or this thing or that thing. It just wasn't right for that season. Do I want to renovate a home on land or build a new home on land in the future? Absolutely. We'd love to do that. We hope to have something like that. Um, and it will probably happen at some point, just in the right season. And I think we realized like as newlyweds who are building businesses and hope to have a family and all of that, this is too much, you know? And it was actually like what what started as a good thing and which what and what had potential to be a great thing when it comes to the home that I thought we'd raise our family in had become a stressful thing and an unhealthy thing and something that was no longer right for that season of our life and parting with it and making the decision to part with it was so difficult because it felt like we were giving up on our dream. We felt like we were giving up on our dream to homestead, to make a, you know, a home, like a house, our home and to raise our family there. But it just, it, it was so difficult. So if you're facing a decision like that, I just want you to know, like you're not alone. And if it doesn't feel easy, like that's okay. And it is possible you'll regret it, but it's actually more likely that you'll feel relieved is what I could say, if it is truly something you need to let go of. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for- one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I want to tackle, like, I want to dig into how do you actually let go of a dream and what guides that decision? So, First, let's do this. Let's tackle how to actually let go of a dream, okay? So I want to dig into what it can look like, like how to let go of a dream, how to make sure that you're making decisions that are aligned with your priorities, Um, because sometimes we hold on to something just because it seems good or we don't want to be a quitter. We are afraid to regret it, but it actually is distracting or taking away from our priorities when we start asking that question of what needs to grow and what do I need to let go? So let's start here. Let's start with how to let go of a dream. Cool. Or let's like dig into that because I think this is really the most difficult thing. And it's so hard to know, is it time to let go of a dream? How do I do that? If I, if I, if it is like, how do I figure that out? So that's what we're going to dig into because here's the deal. You may find yourself in a situation like this right now. And if you don't, the reality is that you likely will find yourself faced with a decision like this at some point in the future. So I want to give you a few helpful steps to letting go of a dream so that when and if it's necessary, you can learn and know how to release your grip and make room for God to do a new thing. Cool? Okay, so the first step is to identify what matters most and why, okay? And what I mean by that is to really get clear on what's truly a priority, okay? Because I think sometimes there's a lot of things in our life that can be good things. That doesn't mean they're the right things. So it's important to ask yourself, like when you're trying to make a decision, like, okay, let's say you're trying to decide on whether or not to leave a job. You want to ask yourself, when it comes to work, what is what matters most to me? What is most important? 
And you may say flexibility. You may say fulfillment. And a lot of those things probably matter to you. Like a lot of them do, like multiple, like all of those things might. But what matters most in this season of your life? That's a key part. Because what matters most as a whole may not be what matters most now. Let me give you an example. If you are, let's say, newly married or a first-time mom or something like that, and as a whole in your career, in the big picture, life in general, what's most important to you is fulfillment in your work, great. But if you look at this season of your life and you say, yes, fulfillment matters, but I would say that falls second in line to flexibility in this season because I have littles at home and I just cannot be working 60 hours a week. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so some, that's why you have to consider like, given my current life circumstances, current responsibilities, current roles, what is what or what matters most? Okay. So you may say flexibility or you may say, Uh, sustainability, like it's something that you can consistently do and it's not burning you out, right? Like you really have to consider that because it's possible for something to be flexible and still burn you out and require you to work till midnight, right? Like, so that's where it's like, okay, maybe the word is sustainability, but you have to decide what is most important when it comes to this thing in this season. And then once you ask that, or once you answer that, you can really start digging into like why that's most important. Like I said, maybe because of this season you have littles at home or for another example, let's say that you're feeling unsettled about the guy you've been dating for the last couple of years. And even though you want to be married more than anything in the world, you may identify that what you value most when it comes to a relationship is a shared faith or shared values. A shared faith might be more important to you than companionship or a cute face, right? So when you ask yourself why that matters most, your answer may be that your priority is faith in God as you raise your future family. And you know that you and your current partner aren't really on the same page with that. That could be the sign that prompts you to consider letting go of a good thing. So that's when you're feeling conflicted about something, that's the exercise to start with is when it comes to a marriage or a relationship or a job or something else, what matters most to me? And then like, kind of consider what your answer is. Okay, why do I think that matters most? Oh, well, it's because I have littles at home. Or, oh, well, because I want, it's really important to me that I raise a future family with somebody who's on the same page, you know, or whatever it might be, like thinking bigger picture. Why does that come up for me? Why is that what matters most in this season or it as a, you know, in, in total or as a whole? So regardless of what this specifically looks like for you, I just want to make sure I emphasize that clarifying what matters most is vital for making a decision with confidence and clarity, okay? And dare to believe the truth that when you release something, you free up space for new things and new dreams to grow in you and in your garden, or in other words, in your life, all right? So then from there, step two is after you're clear on what matters most and why, that may be enough to give you the answer. And you may already know the answer in your heart, but that just kind of helps like solidify it. But another helpful step is to evaluate and seek counsel. So before you make a quick decision, when you're overwhelmed or emotional about something, consider who you can seek wisdom and input from. Whether you pray or consult trusted mentors or hold a meeting with your inner circle, maybe your inner circle is your spouse, your best friend, and a mentor in your life or something like that, or do all of the above, which I recommend take time to discuss the decision you're you're considering, especially if it's a big one, especially if it's going to really impact the direction of your life or your family or your time or something that's going to make a big shift in your life. Seeking counsel is really wise on any big decision in life, but especially when you're considering pivoting or letting go of a dream or a good thing. So all of that said, though, you know, I tend to be a verbal processor. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But I know that when I have a big decision to make and it feels overwhelming and it's, it's, 
too much almost to even have to decide. It feels scary to actually take action, even if I know the right decision. Sometimes I talk myself into a circle. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but like you almost talk to so many people and have so many conversations that you're getting all of these conflicting opinions and and inputs to the point where it's like, great, now I'm more confused than I was before. So I've found that it's helpful to set a bit of a limit on this. And by that, I mean, maybe you say, I'm going to talk to these three people and I'm going to see who like affirms what I, the direction I'm leading or if most of them do, like if two out of three affirm that maybe it's time to let go of this dream or this good thing, then maybe that's a sign that like, okay, it's time to do that, right? Or on the flip side, you might have the opposite thing happen where two out of the three or three out of the three say, actually, I think you need to stick with it. Like it hasn't been that long. Like there's plenty of hope, blah, blah, blah. Or actually, no, I think this is a really healthy thing. Maybe it's just we got to make some adjustments to how we're doing it, but I don't think you need to let it go entirely. So seeking counsel, but setting a limit on either how many conversations you'll have or how many different people you'll run it by can be really helpful because otherwise you can start to like not only just delay the inevitable, but also just talk yourself in circles. So that's step two. And then step three is to make a plan for the open space that will be on your plate once you choose to let it go. So if you come to the conclusion after asking the question of what matters most and why, and then you evaluate and seek counsel, and you're really feeling that it is time to let go or it's time to pivot and move different directions or whatever, it's important to have somewhat of a plan in place of what am I going to do next when I do let that go, when I have the open space of now the relationship is no longer there and my Saturday nights are more open because I'm not on date nights or uh, you know, I'm no longer working 60 hours a week and there's this open space and I'm just overwhelmed by the possibilities of what may or may not fill that. Having a little bit of a plan for what what you will do on the other side of that decision can be really helpful because otherwise I think what happens is when we're facing a decision like this, we ask ourselves questions like, what if breaking up ends up being a bad decision? Or what if I regret it or miss him or end up feeling completely lonely? Or what will I do with the time that opens up when this person is no longer a focus in my life or when this job is no longer demanding my attention or when this school is no longer you know, as demanding or whatever it may be. So the endless what ifs can really drive us into that analysis paralysis. And of course, there's no way to predict the future or guarantee that we'll be completely happy with our decision. And there may be times where we wonder if we shouldn't have done that. However, we can be intentional about making a plan so we have a roadmap to follow. This really allows us to move forward and steward that decision with confidence and clarity. So maybe when you, if you know it's time to end this relationship or it's time to walk away from this job, consider like, what can I fill that space with or some of that space with? I'm not suggesting like distract yourself and forget that it's hard or you're sad or that you're grieving what was, what could have been or what, what you thought would be. But maybe say like, Hey, when I, when I end this relationship, I'm going to have a lot more free time. So I'm going to take up a cooking class because I want to learn something new. And I'm going to try to find some things that'll fill my cup and fill me up. Or when I end this job, I'm going to start my new business because that's what I've been dreaming of doing. Or when I switch majors, I'm going to have a lot less, you know, schoolwork to do. So I'm going to start volunteering at an animal shelter or whatever it may be. But just consider like, what are some life-giving, important, needle-moving things that you could do on the other side of that decision that will bring you some more peace and some more sense of, uh, more of a sense of like purpose and intentionality rather than just feeling like you're wandering aimlessly because now your life has completely shifted directions. Okay. So those are the three key steps to follow when it comes to letting go of a dream. So here's how I want to wrap up. If you have not yet done this, I want to make sure that you download the book study guide that goes along with Embrace Your Almost. That is a really helpful tool either to just guide your own reading and help you dig deeper or to guide a book club if you want to get some girlfriends together or do it virtually over Zoom or whatever. 
that's a really helpful tool and it kind of is in tandem with this series that we're doing on the podcast. So be sure to download that. You can go to jordanleedooley.com or I will put the link to download it in the show notes as well. But before we wrap up, I want to leave you with a few questions to kind of consider and think on and answer, okay? The first is, and these come directly from the study guide, the first is, is there anything, even a good thing in your life, that you've been feeling you might need to take a step back from or let go of? What do you want to grow and what can you let go? That's essentially what is being asked there, but really leaning into what do you need to let go? in order to grow new things. And maybe you don't even know what the answer is. Maybe you're like, I don't even really know what I want to grow. I just know I need to let go of this. That's fine. Just answer that. So is there anything, even a good thing in your life that you've been feeling you might need to take a step back from or let go of completely? Okay. That's question one. Question two, when you feel like it's time to pivot, pause, or walk away from something, what holds you back from or gets in the way of making a big decision in these situations? Really identify what gets you stuck. Is it the fear of the unknown? Is it worry that you'll regret it? Is it something else? Like consider what that really is, because that's really, really helpful to get to the root of and understand like, what am I actually afraid of? Because then you can tackle it. And in many cases, it is the fear of the unknown or the fear that you'll regret it. And that's why step three is so critical to make a plan, to kind of have something in your back pocket of this is what I'm going to spend this time doing, or here's how I'm going to take advantage of this season that maybe I didn't anticipate being in where I'm less busy or where I have more personal time or whatever. Here's how I'm going to steward that and make the most of that. Um, The third question is, who can you run this decision by? Who are some good people to seek counsel from? Maybe there's a mentor or a couple of friends and, you know, maybe your mom or a couple of figures in your life that you can trust, have your best interest in mind, but can also look at a decision that may feel incredibly emotional and personal a little more objectively and help you kind of zoom out and see the bigger picture so you can make a really educated decision that you feel a lot of peace about. Okay. And the fourth and final question is, what can you use the empty or open space that letting go of this good thing might leave? What might need your attention or tending? So if you think of your life as a garden and you think of letting go of something so that something new can grow, something better can grow, I want you to consider like how you can tend to that open space that maybe removing that thing or letting go of that relationship or that job or that fill in the blank could leave. So that's when it comes to like making a plan for step three, really consider what would I do? And write down some ideas, like here's what I'll do on the other side, or here's how I'll make the most of this pivot or this change or this thing that I let go of. What will I do instead? Or what will I do to really help the rest of my garden flourish? What might need my attention or tending? Because for so long, this job that required me to work 70 hours a week or this relationship that was kind of toxic and sucking a lot of my time, but I stuck with because it was comfortable and companionship, like whatever it is, like that was taking over the garden of my life in so many ways. It was either taking so much of my mental real estate, my mind space, my emotions, my energy, et cetera, or my time or both. So now that that's removed or set aside or whatever, how can I, like, what else in my life needs tending that maybe has been a little bit neglected or not gotten as much attention? And how can I pour into that? And how can I make a plan to do that? So that's question four. What can you use the empty or open space that letting go of this good thing might leave? What needs your attention or tending? So those are four key questions to consider. I hope that this episode was encouraging for you. I hope it gave you some really practical steps. If you have not yet done so, be sure to pick up the book, read this chapter in detail, chapter two and chapter 11. This is kind of pulling concepts from both, but that's going to give you even more detail. I just kind of covered the bigger concepts, but be sure to do that and be sure to download the guides that you can guide your reading and answer the questions and really walk away with a plan. And lastly, this is your reminder that releasing something or letting go of a dream or a good thing doesn't automatically make you a quitter. Sometimes the only way to win is to remove or let go of or quit the things that are no longer right for you. 
I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.